With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the We Have Spoken podcast. I am Chuck P. Alongside... My companion, my my compadre, my uh, my my guy, my dude, Michael Grimion. Hi. <laughs> that wasn't awkward or creepy at all. No, that's fine. I can call you that. We've known each other no, for years. Oh, look. I, I mean, you want to come over here and get a cuddle? I'm down. Uh, Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. <laughs> so we're covering episode three today, uh, entitled "Lamentous." Yeah. Which I didn't, when I saw the title for that, I was like, what the hell does that even mean? It turns out it's a moon or a planet. It's a, it's a moon that, a, that apparently a planet is crashing into. But we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Uh, kind of. We always do. Yeah, that is that's the theme of this show. So, first off, it's a short episode. 35 minutes, I think, without the credits. I think it showed 43 or 44 when I first went to Disney Plus to watch it today. So a short episode. Hopefully, it'll be the shortest for the season. I would I would suspect the rest of the season is going to be at least an hour or so long because he Tom Hiddleston said in an interview when asked what was his favorite episode of the series, he he loved four and five because it played like one big movie. So I'm assuming that 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 those two episodes are going to be long. I uh, I guess. I don't know, man. We keep we keep doing this where we want to like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna predict some shit. <laughs> we gotta and stop. And we just fuck it up every time. <laughs> this is true. Every single time. It's our thing. It's it's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> some people work in oils. We work in fuck ups. Yeah, we work in uh, not getting things right. Getting shit wrong. Yes. Um. So speaking of getting shit wrong. If you listened to the last podcast, we did an extended end discussing what we thought could be a a massive spoiler for this series. Guess what? Spoiler my ass. <laughs> it was nothing. No. I mean, literally fucking nothing. No. That's why they didn't even sweat when that shit came out last week. You didn't see anything from anybody. No. They were just no. kind of like, big fucking deal. It's just... One week early, you know what her name is. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, we thought the the Sylvie thing was going to be some big reveal. No, she just said her fucking name. That's it. Sylvie. It was like, well, there there goes that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. All right, then. So much for revealing things. So much for big reveals and fucking give out giveaways and all this other fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, anyways, right. yeah. if you caught that spoiler from us. Well, you didn't catch shit. No, you didn't catch anything. We were totally wrong on that. Again. Again. We, the streak is alive. Alive. <laughs> We're batting a thousand. That's it. All right, so we're jumping into this week's episode, Lamentous. Kicking off this episode is a scene with Sylvie. Right. We're just going to call her Sylvie. Yeah, we'll call her Sylvie. Sitting uh, at what looks like a beach resort-style restaurant, and she's sitting there with C20. The right. the time variant agent, the Minutemen, uh, and it's I thought it might have been a flashback that maybe she knew her from another time because they're all both dressed casually. She's got C twenty has long braided hair, and they're talking. And as they're having just a casual conversation, all of a sudden Sylvie just asked her where no, well, how, how many, many people are guarding people the time are guarding keepers? The timekeepers. I, I didn't actually. It took me a second to recognize her. Because she, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't see her, but for a heartbeat in the first or, or in the second episode, and she's got a helmet and she's on, got and, a helmet, yeah. she's got the thing on and stuff and whatever. She doesn't look like this. This looks no. like two women having, you know, after works uh, drinks, just chilling out, you yeah. know, laughing and chopping it up, and uh, and then all of a sudden she she brings up this thing about brain freeze, which I don't know if it's true. 
saying that a, you know that's interesting it, you know if it actually freezes the nerve engine i don't know whatever yeah it freezes you saw your, the episode your, your memories or something so she does that and then in the middle of that she she asks you know how many people are guarding the t- timekeepers and and c20 like stops and looks and then there's like a, a just not even a blink it's just like a bam and it's not day anymore it's night and they're still in the same place and now yeah. like the vibe's different and they're kind of laughing and, and she's like we've been friends for years yeah, right yeah. And, you, and i'm just like what the fuck what what's happening yeah and she asked her the questions a, a question again and then it cuts to back into that that rocks and cart or rocks rocks and mart or wherever they were at and she's out and sylvie's doing the enchanting thing on her and she's telling asking her about the elevators and she tells her they're gold right. or whatever. And then you see Sylvie look up at the monitors from that from that store, and she sees Loki and the TVA coming in. Right. Then opening opening cr- credits, opening credits, yeah. and then it goes to what you correctly predicted last week. I got something right that she was going straight to the TVA, which she does. Yep. She uh, the door opens. She walks through. She kind of looks around, heads toward the heads toward the elevators. Goes down to a, to a hallway area and there's some some minutemen there which she goes up to one to try to use her enchanting powers and realizes wait it doesn't it's not working right because that, that, that shit don't work there it don't work there but that didn't stop her she proceeded to just kick all those dudes asses she started pruning <laughs> the bushes baby yes she did she pruned a few she was knocking a few of them out and making her way down that hallway, and then it goes back to that lobby, and Loki jumps through the, the doorway right before it closes. So one thing we were wrong about, again, keeping the streak alive. Yeah, we should keep track. Like, we should yeah, mark that off. Yeah, just mark that off. Every, every time we're wrong, everybody drink. We're going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we thought for sure she was going to be waiting for him on the other side. But yeah. they show her. She comes walking through, and she has absolutely no interest in who's following behind her anything she just heads on down the hallway there is i thought for sure we both did this was a like come help me yeah let's do this thing together kind of deal then loki comes through and she's nowhere around i mean there's people on the ground whatever and and he kind of looks and he starts towards where she's going and then he stops and he goes turns and there's those lockers and then he's like got them daggers baby yeah, you remember those daggers when there and good call on him because he figured he was going to need it he can't use his powers there as well no nah. so he's gonna have to go old school and fight her like that and he does and he catches up to her in the hallway by the elevators and they fight they fight they just they, <laughs> there's no getting no. nothing cute about it they're just like he's like i have some questions and she's like i ain't got time for your bullshit and then they start fighting and he's trying to figure out, like, he's trying to work in, you know, who are you and why are you doing this? And I, we were going, I was I was down with, like, working together or something like that. And she's just like, I don't believe any, any anything that comes yes. out of your mouth. He was like, you know, I thought we could work together and all that stuff. And he's trying to just, trying to get a hold of her and try to figure out what the hell he's going to do with her. So they they start fighting. They're, they're both... <laughs> look like they're about to punch themselves and then Renslayer shows up with two Minutemen to come to come take care of it and she's like come any closer and i'll kill him and she's like i don't care yeah. oh i know when she took him hostage i was like wrong fucking hostage yeah they, yeah they don't care about she him. does not care they don't care nobody cares about any of that shit no um there's another thing i was wrong about i thought Renslayer was going out into the field but you know like because there were so many tangents going off yeah she obviously knew better and she went straight to where the uh the timekeeper in i guess the the elevator to the timekeepers and uh bam you know it was like oh yeah she didn't go i thought she I, I thought for sure she had gone you yeah know? so when she shows up i was like okay she's pretty slick she knows what's happening yeah so he she's got a knife to loki's throat and she's like i'll kill him and they're like i don't care and at that moment, Loki turns around and pulls out the uh, the little temp pad that she had, hits a button, and they as as Renslayer and the Minutemen are coming at him, they fall through a door through the floor, end up on this bed somewhere. <laughs> They're like, it's not a bed; it's like dirt. Oh, I thought it was like they landed in like this shack and it was a bed on there. But they they get up and they see that the temp pad is on the ground, so they're fighting for it, trying to get to the temp pad so they can you know 
she can get it and get out of there. Well, whoever wants it, you know. Yeah. She gets it. or She gets it. I can't remember which one of them grabs it first. I think Loki. Yeah, Loki grabbed it and went no, to... She grabbed she it. She grabbed it. Saw that it was without power. Yeah, the battery was dying on he, her dead. He slid a hand at her, uh, yes. slipped it from her, and then disappeared it. And yeah. she was just like, where the fuck is it? He's like, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, don't worry about it. I've got, it's in my heart, she said. Well, he that's says. much later. Yeah. But... Um, you know, he does the old disappearing item trick. Yeah. And, uh, and then they have this big conversation about, like, she's like, I, you don't even know how to charge that thing. And he goes, I don't know how to charge a phone or so whatever. I mean, it's just like, you know, he's trying to be very cavalier about it. And she's like, you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then something comes busting through the, the roof of whatever they're standing in. And she's like, what? And, and they run outside and she realizes where they are. Yeah, which is a... Uh a planet called Lamentis One in the year 2077. Right, and they show the what looks what appears to be a moon that is breaking apart that is about to come crashing into this planet. And apparently, she's been there before. She knows about it because it's an apocalypse event. And that's where she's been hiding in all these apocalypse events. Yeah, she said that that uh, that the pad had been pre-programmed with different what? apocalypse yes. events. And that was the the worst of them all, yeah. Because there was no survivors, and it was such a big deal, and there was no way to get out. And and they're like, and now we're stuck here with no juice. You know, we need Doc Brown and the hundred twenty one <laughs> one point twenty one gigawatts. Yes, and the clock tower and and everything. We need, we need a car. all of that shit. We need a car. <laughs> all these things. And a hoverboard. Yeah, I need some things. <laughs> so they make their way across the landscape to this this shelter. They get inside, and Sylvie decides she's going to try to enchant Loki. So she goes up to him. She puts her hands like around his neck, and there's like a pause, and he just kind of looks up at her, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, are you trying to enchant me? I, like, I, I thought she was she was gonna step back and he had a dagger at her stomach or something like you know what i mean yeah, like, I, thought I, was, that too. I was like he's not just letting her walk up on him like that yeah. but then again he's confident in his mental acuity um obviously he's smart and he's clever but yeah you know he is a i don't know he's not immortal but he is a I mean, he's a god. god. Yeah, he's a god. You know, he can't die, but I mean, he's... He can absolutely die. We have seen him die. Yeah, he has seen him die. <laughs> he, has, he has seen him die. Um, but yeah, so um, he's like, I think he wanted to see like what her capabilities were. You know, he's always feeling shit out. He's always trying to see where the cracks are. Yeah, for sure. You know, where the angles are. That's you know, that's that's who he is, though. That's, that's his thing. Yeah, and... They have a conversation in this shack where he's telling telling her, like, look, your powers aren't going to work on me. My mind is too strong. And they... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They come to the agreement, like, look, we've got to get this temp pad recharged or we're going to die. We're going to get. We're, Everything dies on this planet. This planet is destroyed because of that moon. So they've got to figure out somewhere on this planet where there's power and they can get this thing charged up. So they kind of come to a, a, a sort of truce so they can get off this planet. She's just she's trying anything she can to get that tin pad from him because she wants to leave him. Because obviously we were wrong. We thought she was wanting him to come and that didn't happen. So they're walking. He's trying to ask her what the plan is. She tells him they're looking for it. She's going to try to find a town where maybe their 
is it something with enough power to to uh, charge the Tim pad? And he called her a variant. Right. First, he called her Loki. She didn't want to be called Loki. Then he called her a variant. She didn't want to be called var- a, a variant. So she said, "Now sh- she's Sylvie. I'm Sylvie now." Right is what she is. What it, it never explains if that's really her name. Is that a name she's she, ad- she, adopting or she something? She said or? she took that name on. Um, yeah, and we're still not for sure that she is a quote unquote Loki. Uh, that, I, st- I still don't think she is. I, I mean, I don't think she is either. But it's still, it has not been concretely explained that she is or is not. True. So, currently, since we don't know, we're just going to call her Sylvie. And we're not really sure where she comes from, if she's from Asgard, if she's a human, whatever. It doesn't really matter. None of that stuff matters. Um, she is Sylvie. Yeah, and she tells him, like, you've ruined a plan that it's been years in the making. So apparently this is something she's been working on for a long time. We don't know how long. Because time doesn't work that way. Yes, time doesn't work that way. And Loki says something to the effect of, like, this isn't what I would do or something like that. And she replies to him, well, I'm not you. So right there. Yeah, no, they're giving us every opportunity to assume that she's not an actual Loki. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they're not really Easter eggs. They're pretty much straightforward statements from her she doesn't like that name she doesn't want to be called loki yeah you know don't call me sylvie do you think i'm not like you there was a scene in the last episode where um she's kicking the crap out of him through the enchanted people and he says i wouldn't treat me this way yeah right so i think all of the clues are there that it that she's not a loki a version of loki but we still don't know yet. We're going to assume. I, I mean, I assume she's not. Charles assumes she's not. We'll see if she is. We keep being wrong about shit. Maybe she is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe because she's dressed like a Loki, which was which why Mobius is saying we're chasing another you around here that's been murdering these agents. Maybe she killed a Loki or, some, or came across a dead Loki and took that like a female Why? loki and took that gear no hide I, herself? I, don't, I don't think so I, I don't think so i mean not to get on too big of a offshoot of tangent here but you know she could if she was just from asgard let's say there's a chance she would have those kind of clothes you know just random people in asgard was walking around all flossing you know, <laughs> you know all that shit so you know, you never know. It could be just, you know, she could just been somebody. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be from Asgard. It could be from a lot of different places. But one of the things that um, Mobius had talked about was uh, the, the the signature. Now, I don't know if they figured out her variant signature and then assumed she was a Loki or if her variant signature is similar to other variant loki signature uh signatures you yeah. know variant energy signatures i don't know uh they they really they, they kind of aren't really giving us a whole lot of they're giving us details but there's they're not showing a lot of the little minutiae stuff i guess that's part of the big reveal though so yeah maybe so so they make their way to this one spot where there's like a neon sign in the window and she's trying to check the coupling for it to see if it would match. Well, he says, do you think we can, can we charge a temp head with this? She yeah. runs up there and she goes, Oh, let me see it. Let me see if I can connect it. And he's just like, you're you yeah, I'm like, an idiot. Yeah, she's like, give it to me, give it to me. And he's like, no. And she's like, obviously she's like, no, this is going to take a much more significant power supply to charge this. So they leave from there and they come across a little shack out in the middle of this wasteland and she gets all cocky and decides she's going to kick the door in. And she gets blasted by this old lady that's sitting there with this gun. After Come, he tried, Coming in hot, leaving hotter. Yeah. It's like, and Loki's like, what are you doing? So Loki tries talking with the lady that's inside and looks in the window and notices a picture of her and what would, I guess would be her husband. So he decides to in, disguise himself and create the illusion that it's her husband. And he tries to be all nice and sweet talker. And she blasts him. And she's like, my husband would never say these things. Dale's wrong with you. 
so they they each got a nice kick out of the other one getting there oh yeah getting a peg taken you know getting taken down a peg exactly but they find out from her you know she asks they ask where everyone has gone and she says the ark uh, you know everybody's trying to get off the planet and there's a train station but you'll never get on the train you can't get a can't get a ticket so then we go to the train station and there's a big group of people standing in line and you can tell these are just regular old folks you know as, yeah, just, uh, as bill burr might say in the mandalorian just some mud scuffers yeah <laughs> some mud scuffers yeah these are just like common folk people trying to get on this train that's taking them to a launch pad to an arc that will get them off this planet before this moon crashes into them the line is long they're walking uh by the line trying to figure out how they're going to get on here when loki comes up with a brilliant plan to disguise himself as one of the guards that are kind of trying to keep control of everyone getting on the on the train and taking uh sylvie as like he's that's his hostage or not hostage but like i don't know well she originally says i'm gonna enchant this guy and then he's gonna walk us right up and then loki's like yeah but what happens if anybody questions him yeah he's like well he's got a gun and she's like, and then you kill everyone, and then what happens then? Yeah. You know? I will say this. You could tell there was no Italians in that line. <laughs> Where the fuck you going, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, fuck, hey, 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 hey. Why don't you get to the back of the line? Yeah. But he disguised himself as one of the guards. He gets it through the first gets her through the first checkpoint, and you can hear the, the people yelling, They're letting all the rich people on first. And you yeah. see a couple in front of them dressed nicely. And they get to a guard that's right by the train who's checking tickets, and they're asking for a ticket. And he's like, you know, the higher ups uh, should have called this in, said that we were coming coming in here. And he just kind of looks, and then she touches him, right? And then another puts, guard puts walks, the mojo yeah, on put him. the mojo on him. Another guard walks up, and he's like, oh, they radioed this in this morning that they were coming in. And the guard kind of looks at looks at him and is just like, all right, y'all can go. Yeah. I was looking at that scene and I was just like, "What if that guy would have been like, who the what the fuck's a higher up?" Yeah, <laughs> What's you know, higher up. What, yeah, like, well, I've never heard that before. What the, did you just come up with that? Yeah, listen, that's that's incredible. That's I like that's that. That's amazing. It sounds really official. It does. A higher up. A higher up. So, then we are. Get it? Yes, we're low. They're higher. They're high because they're in the arc and it's in the in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they make their way onto the train and they make it to like uh, what would appear to be a the bar. It's a bar in, in in the train. It's definitely a bar. And they're uh, sitting down having a little conversation and talking about maybe getting rest until they get to where they need to get to. Uh, and then the conversation kind of evolves into where they're from. Where they're from, like Loki talking about his mother. Which you could tell is is a tough subject for him to talk about, knowing that she's dead. Because as as much of a jackass as he is, he loved his mother, right? Even though she wasn't really his mother, she loved him because she raised him. Well, I mean, we saw that in um, Dark World. You yes, know. we we've talked about that before. That was one of the the switches that changed his trajectory. You know, yeah. uh, he was still kind of the chaotic evil and now he's more chaotic neutral and you know eventually in ragnarok a little bit more chaotic good but yeah mostly chaotic but she asked him like are you sure she was your mother because he talks about how decent and kind she was and he says no actually she wasn't my mother i'm adopted i'm adopted oh sorry spoiler alert for you and she's like no i knew i was adopted and he was like wait what it's like yeah they told me i was a i was adopted but she can't remember her mother she says that it's blips at this point. Like she can't. It's been so long. I guess she's jumped through so many different uh, universes and stuff. Her maybe her memory's degrading. She can't. No, I don't think it's that. Or, or you I, think it's just I, like she's, I just think that she was too young. Maybe so. Could be that. Maybe she lost her at a young age. I don't know. Um, I I don't think it's that. Uh, um, it, you know, intricate. I just think that she was young and can't remember. And it's been a long time, and yeah. it's hard to keep those memories. So um, they they get into this whole, like, you know, who taught you your magic? And she's like, I taught myself about this. And, you know, and he's talking about what his mom taught him, and he shows off some fireworks and some other stuff. And he kind of – he does a few tricks, 
pulls out a pen. Oh, let me write this down. Yeah. Love is hate. You know? <laughs> yeah, and she asked him, like, what do you think love is? And he's like, I'm going to need a few more drinks before I can answer that right. question. And I thought the answer he came up with was pretty good. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good, it was a good answer. But they also she also brings up the question of like is there any you know uh, is there because she mentions some there's someone waiting for her she mentions like so apparently there's there's like well he says he asks her if anyone's waiting and i think very sarcastically she says yes there's a a postman waiting for me at the end which made me automatically think of stanley playing the postman in guardians of the galaxy 2 when he's sitting there with the watchers because he's a, he's a postman. He was talking about that time he delivered a package to Tony Stank or whatever that was in. Uh, was it civil? Was it the Civil War? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah, end of civil, civil War. Yeah. So I thought when she said postman, I'm like, could it be Stanley's postman? No. Like that would cause that would be interesting. I mean, that's just too many. Yeah, but she asked him, "Is like, is the there must be like some print princesses would be princesses or perhaps another prince." And his answer was a bit of both, and I suspect the same as you. So right there, it's kind of laying out. Oh, they're both bisexual. They both well, they're going both ways with it. I, I don't because I mean, he, his 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 sex on that card it, is yeah, fluid. Yes, so. yes, yes. And I, I don't mean I don't want to. We're not going to put a label on it. He just he says, you know, a bit of both. And I think it was the same as you, as you said, and and she agrees. And I think that the 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 point that they're getting around to is more about the lack of anything permanent or any kind of serious connection that they could lose themselves in. And I like that they kind of glossed over very quickly that both of them had. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fried both sides. And yeah. and that's that's great. That's fine. It's unnecessary to go into it any further. It is established moving on because it's just as normal as anything else yeah the director kate heron said that was what she wanted to do it was important for her to acknowledge that loki's bisexual you know she said it's a small step but she's happy it's it you know kind of makes it officially canon that he's bisexual and i agree it's like you've you've made it let's move on with the with the story well, yeah. there's no need to, to you know to dwell sure. on it just like if anyone else told me i mean that's just okay yeah cool. So they finish that conversation. The train is continuing on to the city where this arc is to take these people off this planet. And she eventually ends up taking a nap, falling asleep at the table, and she wakes up to the car of people in the bar singing along with, with Loki, who has apparently had a few drinks. He is not drunk. He's not drunk. He's full. He is full. But he is very full. Very full. <laughs> but he's singing a song and as Guardian. And then it goes to like an English, like core, like an, just the ending of the course or whatever. And it goes back into him singing in his guardian. And you see a guy kind of staring, like something's up with this guy. I don't know what's going on. And Sylvie notices this as this guy leaves the leaves the compartment. So she's kind of looking around like everybody. Loki, kinds of he's singing and everybody's dancing around. Then he just start singing this little mellow version of the song gets real quiet she's kind of watching him he's looking at her in a like a i don't know not like he's oh i'm falling in love with her or something like that but he's just like he's he's in this moment of the song where it kind of gets to a mellow part and then bam he's right back into jumping around everybody dancing and singing and stuff and that's when she's like what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> like, right. like we're supposed to be keep low key. He's he's not disguised as the guard anymore. Low key. He's, ah, low key. Yeah, yeah. He's in his uh nor- he's in the TVA stuff that he was wearing and you know like wow he's somebody like, it doesn't saw- matter it's the end of the world and she's like yeah, she, no it's somebody, gonna matter to yeah. somebody. Somebody saw like we we go we can't be doing this. He's just talking about this figgy port. 
this, like, this, this food does, you got this food with, is pairs great with who has the figgy port well you don't have the figgy port but it's, right. if, if you can if, if you, you check if you had it it's so good it's very very good so yeah he's like nobody cares like stop worrying like the world's about to end she's like don't be an ass like somebody's gonna notice that we shouldn't be on this train and guess what yeah that happens somebody noticed <laughs> because the guy who was giving them the look comes back and he's brought guards with him yep and guess what happens then there's a fight well before before the guards get in there though, he, he gives his definition of love which is i'm not gonna i'm not yeah, gonna go yeah, word yeah. for it but like you said it was it was really I good thought it was interesting i thought it was uh fairly clever and uh a little on point Get oh, it. point because it's a dagger. dagger. You're so clever. I'm clever. You are. But, but she's like, it, well, he looks at her after she says it, and he's like, that didn't make any sense to it. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is, yeah. This no, is it, terrible. It, it's, it's um, I, I will say this as a, as a person that has had many conversations as a sober person with many drunk people. Uh, it's about as coherent as a conversation as you're going to get from somebody who is full. He is very full. So the guy brings the guards back in there, and they're asking for tickets. And Loki, being very full, thinks he can go ahead and conjure up some tickets. And what he does is just conjure up those fireworks that his mother taught him how to do, which didn't really impress the guards, which, of course, leads into a huge fight in the cart. Now, as this is going on, one of the guards gets thrown through a window out of the train. Right. Then the next thing you know, they grab Loki and they throw him through the damn window as well. They sure did. Now Sylvie, seeing that, realizes, "Oh shit, he's got the Tim pad. I've got to go after him." Yep. Which, knowing that if I get off this train, it's going to slow down me getting to the Ark, but I can't. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because she gets to the Ark with a Tim pad. Doesn't matter. Yeah, even if she gets off the plant, she's still stuck in whatever timeline she's in and she can't get out without the tin pad right so she decides to jump out of the window herself onto the the landscape as they get up and watch the train go off into the distance knowing that now they've got to walk and they're running low on time and they need to get where they need to be i think it was like 10 minutes or something before the the arc launched you ever notice how often you ever notice how often time comes up in this show a lot <laughs> I wonder why. The whole show's about time. It's about time. The whole show's about time. Anyway. Anyway. So she's like, hey, you know, she gets out of the, she jumps out the window, tracks him down. She's like, you dumb shit. Give me the temp pad. I've had enough of your bullshit. Give me that thing. She puts a dag, she puts a knife to his throat, and he's like, hey, I thought we was pals. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, whoops. Tim Pad is busting his shit. <laughs> he pulls it out and it's in pieces. It's like, ooh, I kind of landed wrong when yeah. I came on the train. It was a hard roll when I fell. Yeah, an obvious hard roll, yeah. not, and not not for you know, not a good hard roll. So the that's crushed. So now their only way off the planet is the Ark. Right. They're going to be pissed. Yes. She, you know, she she stomps off and's pissed, and he gives her a minute, and then he goes over there and sits next to her as most drunk people will do when they have pissed off someone who's sober <laughs> yeah they got to get right up on him it's like yeah, it's like hey i'm sorry about that i'm just sorry about i'm sorry i missed your soccer game <laughs> hey there pal <laughs> so anyway uh you know loki you know curls up next to her and he's just he's like hey apologize about it's like, that. Did that scream make you feel better yeah you feel better now <laughs> she's like yes she's like yeah yes i would feel much better if you hadn't fucking broke the damn escape plan you know yeah because now her, her like she said all these years that she's been planning this thing with the tva now is completely going to shit because the tim pad's done They're in the turlet in the turlet they stuck in this timeline now the best thing they could possibly do is get onto the ark and get off the planet before the planet is toast so they've got to walk now no train They've got to walk. And they have an interesting conversation as they're walking about variants and about. Right. You like, yeah. I did. I heard that, that, and I was like, what, what, what? Yeah. She, she reveals that TVA workers are all variants, but they don't know it because C20, she mentions that she talked about 
how she used to be on Earth, like right. hundred years or something like that. Right, past on Earth, and Loki's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what did you just say? Yeah, and she's like, I was like that too. I was like, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, back up. Yeah, I did the same. I was like, hold on a second. And then she's like, "Yeah, they're all they're all variants." And she, he's like, "No, they told me that the timekeepers created the TVA and the Minutemen." And she's like, "No, they're they're all variants. They're people they've recruited out of the sacred timeline." But obviously, they wipe their memories because she's like, her memory was very cloudy. Well, yeah, but but um, Loki says they all believe that they were created. Yeah, you know, by the by the timekeepers. Which would create a more sense of devotion to the crazy cult you're in. Yeah. You know, the time cult, if you thought you were part of this, you know, uh, chosen group. Yes. Which is everything about cults. Hey, you're chosen. I'm special. Yeah. You know. Because he asked her, which led to him finding out about this, he asked her, how did you how did you get these powers and she's like i learned them and he's like on your own and she's like yeah i have to have to go after someone and pull a memory out of them to create like an illusion so she can get the information she needs when she enchants them and that's what it brought up when well what she, she says is and i'm sorry to interrupt no, no she says it's not just i'm not just in there by myself i'm in there with them so i yeah. have to keep them busy yes i have to keep their consciousness busy and and i use a memory or something that you know of theirs to kind of put them in a different state of mind and then that way i can control their body yes and 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 she says you know i had to pull this thing from you know however long back ago to put her in this in this bar room that she recognized and she even said it i know where i am but i don't know you yeah um so yeah uh, that's a bit of a reveal you know that's pretty big you know because i mean now how far up the chain does that go? Well, you got to you got to think. She said she pulled a memory from hundreds of years ago when she was on Earth. So who knows how long she's been in the TVA? But it also, if you think about it, makes sense with Mobius's obsession of jet skis. How would he know about jet skis? Well, just just <laughs> in general, his his desire or his or a Renslayer's desires for the little tchotchkes or whatever that they collect. Yes. All the little things they collect. And, um, you know, it might be pieces of memories that are just sort of stuck. Yeah. You know, big things that they don't really know about. But, um, yeah, big. that's a big moment. I was just like, man, that's different. That's a big-time difference. I'm wondering if um, that's part of the it's real, it's real breakdown the C20 was having, you know. Yeah. That coming to grips with the fact that she wasn't you know what i mean like that she wasn't part of that she wasn't she was kind of drafted into it i guess yeah which makes makes me wonder when she took over the mind of the other uh tva agent uh the african-american woman i can't think of her name right now b15 b15 bingo bingo when she wakes up and how she looks kind of like freaked out like what memory did she pull out of her head right 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 yeah that definitely changes you know, we had postulated that, you know, maybe she was letting them see her thoughts. But what she was really doing is sort of trapping them in a in a little miniature loop of their own memories. So when they're coming out of these memories, they're disoriented. They don't know what's going on. You know, like you said, she had that look on her face like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So they make it to the town where the Ark is. They get there and they see there is a, a huge crowd of people that are trying to get on this arc. So they're like, we're just gonna have to go around. So they start going around and then they they look up into the sky and they see that the moon has cracked in half and is quickly starting to come towards that planet. So they're like, holy shit, we got to get out of here. So the and what is a beautiful tracking shot where it reminds me of the Black Panther fight at that. Uh, when they went to China or wherever, when they when they when Claw was there and ran into the uh, Martin Freeman's character, oh. the agent to sell the oh yeah yeah the, yeah. the casino the casino where it's just that one consistent shot as they're fighting going through the casino right. that one consistent shot of them running through the town as chaos is happening and all these little asteroids are flying down onto the planet right 
and they're making their way through there and fighting people, and these guards are still trying to get them, and they're knocking people out of the way, and they get closer and closer to this, and they finally get to a point where they're right up almost on that ship, and then they look up, and a big chunk of that moon smashes into the ark and destroys it because she says the ark is destroyed so no one makes it off the planet and everyone dies. Right. So they're trying to, to change that to get on the ark to make, make that timeline be different. But they don't. Nope. They don't get there in time. Loki's standing there looking at this destruction. She turns around and Peace. walks off. She Peace. throws like, the deuces. Like, I'm out. And credits. That is the end of episode three, Lamentus. Yeah. You know, that scene where, like you said, the tracking shot throughout the fight, it was cool, but I just kept finding myself going, man, they're just running in circles. That's yeah. That's what it seemed like. They just kept going in the well, same. Well, I mean, there's only so much. I'm sure there's only so big of a soundstage they recorded this thing on, yeah. or filmed this on. So, for, to see them, you know, they go in one way and then they duck through this thing and then they turn and then they come back and then and you're just like, I, we were just here. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, hold I'm on. I'm like, a hey, <laughs> hey, incredible show that I'm watching. <laughs> How dare you have a moment where I go, you're just running in circles. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they were technically just running in circles, trying to find a way through the crowd to the arc. You know, let's go back this way. Nope, something collapsed here. I did see Loki do something I don't think I've ever seen him oh, do. Oh, the building that was falling? And yeah, the, kind big, of stopped the it? big, yeah, that big uh, tower or something that was coming down on him. And he, you know, throws the hands up and he's like, not. Nah. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I don't think so either. It's almost like he stopped it and I don't know if he pushed it back or kind of rewound it going, I don't know. It, I, it, he can't do anything with time. No, no, but. no. But it was. Um, I don't like. I said it. It did not look like his power. But then again, you know, he's a magician or whatever. He knows some magic. Uh, so there's a chance that he would know something like that. Um, but it doesn't seem like an innate frost giant power. No, no, not so. Either. You know, it has to be something he learned. But uh, first time I've ever seen him do something like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't find a lot of Easter eggs for this episode. The one thing that I did come across was that the planet Lamentis is on the edge of Kree space. That's the only thing I came up with. Okay. So I don't know how, what's going on with the Kree in 2077, but it was really the only little Easter egg that I could find. Besides the fact that it was the year is 2077, and that's the 100th anniversary of Star Wars. Oh. So there's probably 85 different versions of the original trilogy that George Lucas finally just went back and said, you know what, I always wanted to do it with Muppets. Jeez, he did it with Muppets in the third episode. No, like everyone's a Muppet, everybody. Oh, everybody's a Muppet. Yes. Okay. I'd watch that. He's going reverse technology. <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah, it might be a better Like better the movie. What was that, the, the whatever, Happy Town Murders? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. That movie is twisted yeah that was weird that was a weird movie yeah so that's that's the end of episode three lamentus uh i'm curious to see what's going to happen now how they're going to find a way unless there's somehow a um, mobius knows that she's hiding in apocalypse events so that's going to be probably the way they find them yeah i would think so um there's uh that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. you know th because this place is going to end they can make all the changes and differences they want it's not going to make a difference it's not going to show we've already established that but we know that mobius knows too yes so the thing is though they could be in any apocalypse event in you know yeah, known history or future yeah um so finding them is going to be difficult. I'm wondering if, uh, I mean, he knows maybe they were able to track the signature from the Tim pad or something like that. That's what I was thinking. Like he knows what Loki Loki's ener energy signature is, so maybe that's how he's using that through these apocalypse events to try to find out where he is. But we've already said they already said that those things don't yeah, register. They hide, yeah, they hide the. They yes, do not. They correct. do not register. So it wouldn't be that. It's it. It might be the Tim pad. Um, because he had to activate well, it. No, it was activated in their presence, yeah, right? Maybe, or it was activated in Renslayer's presence. Uh, because if that be the case, they would have been able to track down Sylvie already because she has a Tim pad. I understand that. I do. Or she's she's 
Well, I don't know. I don't know. She's getting rid of ten pads every time she kills agents. She takes a different ten pad so to cover her tracks. I don't know if she's sleeping. I don't know if she had more than one ten pad though. That's what I'm saying though. Like she may use one to get where she needs to go, and then after she kills the agents, she takes a different one to try to like. No, she said she had stored all those different apocalypse uh, apocalypse events in that ten pad, so she had to have been using the same one. Yeah, you're correct. And she was taking, she, and she was taking ten pads she, because that's she, how no, she dropped. I don't the, think she was taking. I don't think those were all ten pads. I think it was all from last. Episode? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this, and, okay. and we might have to go back. You might have to look at it again. I think she had the one ten pad, and she had wired them all together to activate off of that one pad. Because remember, she sets it in that little. So, uh, housing. So you're saying she wired, she took the one ten pad, wired up the charges, all the all the charges, so that when she opened a door, they would and, all fall and, into and the, the timeline. Ten pad had been, okay. it had okay. been, you know, adapted to like when it was sitting in that little cradle. Yeah, it just boom, and it and it was set for all of those different spots and gotcha. all those different times. That's why, you know. But anyways, that's what I think at least. Um, <sighs> We're we're meant to think that these two are are kind of seeing eye to eye, and and maybe they are a piece of them is, but um, I think I think both of them are a little too jaded to to just sort of fall into it. You know, I think they're not so much teaming up; they're just sort of like partners by necessity right now. They had their moment on the train where they were talking about their emotions or their histories and where they came from and and i think that they each had like a okay i can see some of myself or some you know i can see some of myself in you i think you understand me in a way that a lot of people don't yeah all of that but i just i don't believe that any of it is i don't want to say monumental yeah but you understand what i'm trying to say no no i i get it like i don't think it's I don't think it's going to change some big decision that one of them is going to make because essentially that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, for like sure. somebody's going to have to make some big decision, right? Yeah, and it'll be for themselves or for somebody else. And I, I mean, I guess for the story, for you know, it'll probably have to be Loki doing something for somebody else. But I, I mean. I just don't I don't know. If this was the Ragnarok Loki, I could see it maybe a little bit more. But I, this Loki was fresh off of the damn, you know, um first Avengers movie. Yeah. You know, he had just gotten his ass kicked. He got captured, he got put in this time prison shit. You know, he's definitely not necessarily you know, he's not feeling the whole team player thing. He's doing what he's gotta do. Um, yes, he has had his mind blown by the amount of power that this time, you know, these timekeepers have or the TVA has, but I just feel like he's, he's just really, he's biding his time. He's waiting for his moment. But I also think that with him seeing how his future played out in the regular timeline and seeing how he became to became a different person and then died i think that might affect some of his decisions but at the same time i do agree that like we are still dealing with the loki fresh off of avengers one and it it's not that person now he sees who he became does he does he follow that path in this new time in in the tv this wherever the tv is also i saw a theory about where the TVA could possibly be. Uh-huh. The quantum realm. Huh. Because remember there was a picture floating around of what somebody said looked like a city in the quantum war- quantum realm when Ant-Man went in toward the end of the movie to go get Hank Pym's wife, get Janet back. Right. There's a picture in there. And and, and you can and look in all those those ant-man movies or anything when they're talking about the the quantum realm it's like time moves differently in here and that's one of the things that mobius said to loki in the first episode when he asked how long have you been here he goes i don't know time moves differently in uh, in the tva so could that be a thing because kang is gonna kang's gonna show up if he's not gonna show up they're gonna reference him at some point i feel like that could be a connection like they are they are actually in the quantum realm 
that's where the TVA is. Huh. Which would explain anyone getting pulled into the TVA and being there forever and like because you lose yourself, like you start losing memories and who you are the deeper you go into the quantum realm. So there's a there's a theory for people to ponder. I'm gonna have to check on something. I don't know why this just jumped into my head. Okay. The girl from Ant Man and Wasp. Ghost. Right. Why do I feel like she sort of resembles C twenty? Hmm. Kinda. I don't know. I'm. I, I don't think. I don't it's know. The same person. It's, it's not the same person. I think she resembles Renslayer, maybe a little bit more. But that girl was young. But again, like I don't know. I don't think it's the same person. I don't think so. But I mean, we don't know if if it if it's anything referencing the quantum realm. We don't know what the hell the actress. Yeah, that played, no, it's definitely not her. But I don't know why I thought it sort of. I just was wondering if you know yeah, it's a we're talking actress. about like um, how these people end up kind of being drafted into the TVA. You know, messing around with time, messing around with the quantum realm will yeah. get you there. So, but there's and, there's a theory that's that's something I'm putting out there. Yeah, that's that's a, that's interesting because I mean we've already seen in uh, Endgame that the quantum realm is navigable. And, to go through different timelines, and it's Mobius driven. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yes, science, <laughs> science words. <laughs> they use science to that's do it. it. That's it. They did. All right. Well, if anyone else has any thoughts about this quantum uh, realm theory that I just threw out there, or any questions about Loki or about the podcast in general. You can reach us at wehavespokenpod23 at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your suggestions, your thoughts on anything that we're discussing about the Loki series, and we'll read them on the on the podcast. We'll talk about them, discuss them. We'll give you a little shout-out. and um, Send us anything. Yeah, just whatever. Anything. doesn't matter. No. You want to you wanna send us a your rough draft Loki fanfic? We'll, we'll read that shit. Sure, why not? That'd I'll be check, cool. I'll check all of that shit out. I'm down with that. You I'd know? rather read that than if it was like Twilight fanfic or something. <laughs> I mean, look, just send us some stuff. Like, we're, we, we're, we're lonely. That's it. We're lonely. <laughs> 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 Until next week, for Mike Grimion, I am Chuck P. This has been the We Have Spoken Podcast. And until next time, this is the way.